0: KG and this is not safe for networks. Kentucky skies i'm biggs and i'm brandon how's it going brandon living the dream yeah (laughs) living the dream in a post avengers (laughs) world (laughs) we're sorry
1: (laughs) hey we record that at least seven hours before
0: yeah yeah that's the thing usually usually i post that stuff right away because things are so timely sometimes that it's just Podcast age so badly when you're trying to do cutting edge like podcast news. But I was like, it'll be fine till the next day. I've gotten away with it a couple of times, but it's one of those handful of times where you wake up and you're like, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm getting ready <laughs> for work and I'm just flipping through Facebook
1: for, and then it's like one minute ago, the like end game trailer drops. I'm like, shit, now I gotta watch this. And I'm thinking, like, L- just, before I go to bed, or before I went to bed, I'm like talking about how we're gonna have to wait a while to see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just have
0: to go to sleep. And then the scary one was the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer that looked like it was gonna drop all of a sudden. I was like, no, because that would have made us look like real idiots. But they only played it for a Comic Con in mm. Brazil, so we're fine. <laughs> like it hasn't even leaked out on the net. That oh, I'd by seen. the way
1: fuck you on the (laughs) (laughs) you want to explain why (laughs) so we had talked last week about the uh spider-man uh far from home
0: yeah oh yeah sorry far from home
1: trailer dropping and you had like posted something that they dropped the spider-man far from home trailer and i'm like ooh. so during my lunch break i uh because
0: like, I think I said it leaked out because I was trying to be more realistic about it in case somebody knew that it hadn't dropped you know what I mean yeah
1: and so I because uh, I, I get all your Facebook notifications when you drop something and so I'm like on my lunch break flipping through my phone I'm like oh new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer so I click it Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. It's
0: an oldie but a goodie. You son of a bitch. The best part of that was when I saw it on YouTube, I was like, this can't be real. When it was on YouTube, I was immediately like, this can't be real. And I looked at the comments, and the comments were great. It was like two to two. It was all these different people that were like, "Wow, Mysterio looks really cool." Oh, they even show the stealth spider suit, all this stuff. So it sounded kind of real when I was reading it. <laughs> and then they did the super long like Marvel intro, and I was like, "This doesn't feel very real." And then it goes into the Rick roll, and I was like, "That's so great!" I'm posting this immediately.
1: Yeah, and I and I went through that whole. And it's like the really long Marvel <laughs> intro.
0: I mean, the- it's like a minute long. <laughs> the one where they're like doing the sideways M, and then like the close-ups of all the characters and stuff, right? Like- and it's the whole like ten-year studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part: is the giant build-up to like the Rick roll. <laughs> And they edit it perfectly so it's like it's like two minutes and a second or something like that. So it looks like it's trailer length. You know what yeah. I mean? It, like, it passes all the tests except for the fact that it's on YouTube. That's the one giveaway that it's bullshit, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. But we'll get back into all that trailer nonsense in a little bit. Let's start out. You had some Game of Thrones news for us. So... Uh
1: Somebody was talking with George R. 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 Martin about the uh the prequels and uh more so the one that's in development
0: yes, that doesn't have a name but he keeps insisting on that one name
1: so and I have an exact quote from R. is that R. R. is that
0: what it's about yeah okay
1: so the he's calling it the long night right um that's the show I'm calling quote the long night HBO said don't call it the long night so that's not the official title but I still think of it as the long night that's the one Jane Good Goldman wrote and they're gearing up for production Naomi
0: Watts has been cast so that's pretty exciting <laughs> so he's just trying to, yeah everything he's been talking about he keeps calling it the long night over and over again I'd, I'd, I really don't care what they call it <laughs> <laughs> you should let it be the long night like you kind of swept his leg you didn't give him his like 45 years to finish the next book so you know <laughs> give him this it will or won't be successful based off of nothing to do with the title so you know what I mean
1: yeah the title's not going to sink that that ship um, I think it'll be good but I have nothing to go on other than the Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to trust that. I'm. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to check it out. I'll check it out for a while. So I know with like Game of Thrones, I enjoyed it right away. But like um, I didn't get the full breadth of what it was till the first season was over. So yeah. this is a show I would give plenty of leash to. Like I understand that he's got to you got to reset the entire world basically. It's yeah. Like 10,000 years earlier. And
1: it's not one of those things like. Usually when you get a spin-off show you get that where you have a, a couple of characters that have spun off from the other show. This has like one nothing. Eh, well, I mean I, I, I think I think sorta. we'll
0: see the Night King turn we into see, the Night King. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean that is it. Yep. So I mean you'll get the the elf creatures or whatever they are that turn him into the night king
0: the elephants that's what i'm calling them (laughs) i don't know what they call i am as i've said before though we're we're retreading through game of thrones so we're on a good pace right now we just finished the fourth episode tonight (laughs) it's fine it's like like the whole goal is to be caught up before didn't you say you had to do for a week Roughly for a week, but then we found out it's like the middle of April that it's dropping, so we got a little more leeway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) April 2019 is going to be lit.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, it's going to be so great. Those episodes look like they're going to be so fucking long. I can't wait. Just sitting down and watching a movie the entire time. I'm just going to duct tape my children's mouths and their hands and feet so that they can't come interrupt us. We tried to watch that episode tonight it was 50 minutes long and it took us about 2 hours to get through it cuz it was just constantly getting interrupted if that was a new episode i would not have put up with that shit <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately it was the second time i'd seen it so you know but it's nice to go back over it because there's like i first off i know everybody's names Yeah. That that didn't happen. And you get you get a sense of what their characters are. Yeah, I know what their characters are. Like, and I'm seeing the allusions to what they will be seated all throughout. Like they're so good at setting up the beginnings of those characters and just paying them off. Um Yeah, yeah. I just I'm I'm thoroughly impressed going back through these early episodes. What a good job they do setting up everything. So uh and it's it's also fun when I see people and like like I see the mountain, and I'm like, Oh, that dude's gonna be a golem someday. <laughs> <laughs> I see a hound, and it's like he's gonna be a villain and a good guy, and kind of a villain good guy. I don't know. <laughs> but love the hound. Very complex character. Yes. With a horribly scarred face. <sighs> uh moving on to some other news. Uh the Mandalorian has been adding some cast members. This is fucking interesting. Giancarlo Esposito, who played uh, uh, Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Carl Weathers. Yeah. Action Jackson himself, Apollo Creed. And Werner Herzog.
1: The name sounds familiar, but I need some context here. Werner
0: Herzog he is, he is the man who is a documentarian who's a German does not exactly speak like this. Cause this is probably closer to Russian. We'll just say nondescript European accent. (laughs) Werner Herzog. He's the one, um, I'm trying to think of what you would know that he's done. I don't think there's a grizzly man. No, no, he did the documentary grizzly man. Um, he did a remake of Nosferatu. He's done like a lot of shit. You either know him or you don't. But Now he, that,
1: the Nosferatu sounds familiar. So. He
0: did the, the version of it in like the 70s, I think. But he's like a big documentarian. He does a lot of different kinds of movies. Um, at one point, he said if something happened, he would eat a shoe and then it happened. So he threw this big press conference where he like ate a shoe. And he like had a gourmet chef like cook it up for him and stuff. It's a pretty interesting dude. He's a really interesting guy. He's he's funny too. He has a Twitter account and he had my favorite line on Twitter ever, which was so I'm paraphrasing this, but he said, A man was walking down the beach and he saw two sets of footprints, which then became one. And he said, God, why did you leave me in the times when I had the most troubles? And God said to him, that is where I threw you 20 cubits for being insolent. <laughs> 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 and I love the 20 cubits because that's so, so specifically like biblical. That is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's a fucking weird... Like, Werner Herzog, Carl Weathers, and Carlos Esposito. I I can't imagine seeing any two of those guys in the same thing. Certainly not three of them. So, that's pretty fun. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Werner Herzog, he's in Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Yeah, he's the documentarian who, like, pushes the penguin over the cliffside like he he was just playing off of himself like making the joke because he's done a bunch of nature documentaries still doesn't really ring a bell not really yeah i mean it's one of those things if you saw it you're like oh there is one funny joke in this entire movie (laughs) and that's just because he got accused of kind of um playing up his nature uh, docs a little bit like making them more exciting than they really were. So,
1: yeah, I'm looking through his IMDb. Like, I've s- seen the cover for a lot of these, but I haven't actually watched them. Watched them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sometimes just sit down and watch some YouTube videos with them talking. That's like he's just fucking entertaining. I got introduced to him because we did a movie called uh happy people uh (laughs) (laughs) like life in the taiga or something like that like zach and i drew it for real roulette and so we watched that movie and it was basically about this guy who's like this russian guy in siberia who makes his living trapping and doing it the old way and so it follows a year of his life and it's like fucking crazy it's just crazy everything he does is towards survival and he like talks about how his dogs are like family but he beats his dogs all the time and calls them like awful names and stuff and you're like man you're not a good father are you (laughs) and then he like goes home for like the holidays at one point and like he spends the week with his family and then just fucking disappears to start the cycle anew so like he only spends a week of the year with his family. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy, dude. Why even have a family if you only spend a week with them? You know Gotta what I mean? Gotta
1: procreate somehow. Oh,
0: God, it's weird. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's all I got for The Mandalorian. We haven't really found out details or who they're playing or anything, but it's a pretty interesting cast. Uh, The Marvelous Ms. Mrs. Maisel, so I watched the whole second season of the show, is fucking good. It's just as good as the first season. Um, They do a really good job of balancing her life with her comic life, and her comic life is starting to blow up. And so they do a really good job of balancing those two things, because that show... It's fun to, like, they do one thing where they kind of, they go through all the shit that, like, women have to deal with, you know? But it's not done in a, it's not done in a way where, like, she realizes all this shit's wrong and that, you know how, like, when you watch movies, like a medieval movie, and then you'll have this one person who's like, someday there'll be democracy and we'll all be free. And they'll say all this stuff and it's like, that idea hasn't even entered your head ever. Like, that could not have possibly entered your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, come on. This is, like, more realistic where it's like she's kind of butting up against stuff but doing it in a 50s way. Um, Kevin Pollock is, like, he's not in it quite as much as he is in the first movie. But he's fucking killing it when he's in it. And Tony Shaloub, dude, is, like, the MVP of the season. He is just... Going overtime, being so controlling and so upset at, like, everything. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Like, I've loved him. I loved him on Wings, like, playing Antonio. Uh, I didn't watch Monk a lot. But when I did, I watched it purely for him because he was fucking great. And, like, he's just – he's fantastic in this show. A guy is, like, a TV legend for sure. So, it's just – they just fire on all cylinders i don't really want to give away plot points cuz either you're watching it or you're not but it's not a lot like if you want to be completely caught up with all the shows they're half hour episodes and there're like 18 of them like it's pretty fucking easy so that show just it goes down easy and it doesn't take very long. Maybe they're hour longs. So I don't even remember, but they seem to fly by. Like they're they're fun shows and they're very funny. So and the stand up comedy manages to be very funny as well that she does because she's a blue comic for the most part. So despite the fact that it's in the fifties, they can hit stuff that um is still funny now. But there's none of that oh gee, golly kind of bullshit to it too and yeah. she's got a manager who's just fucking crude and she's a lot of fun too okay there is one thing i gotta talk about it's really fun she goes to the Catskills for a while because her family is kind of like a rich family and so they just leave for the summer and go to the Catskills all the time and so they will like just pack up a truck and fucking drive off to the Catskills and just they do all these weird It's almost like summer camp for adults, kind of, and then like some strangers just run off with the kids, like they just hand their kids off to like these activities people and just don't see their kids for the whole summer. I'm like, man, the sexual abuse must have been off the charts in the 50s, you know what I mean? But, um, anyway, so her manager comes down to try and get her some gigs in the Catskills while she's down there, but she doesn't have any money. So she just walks around with a toilet plunger. Like she just has a toilet plunger that's like on her shoulder and just walks around everywhere so everybody assumes that she's working. <laughs> and she's able to like sleep with all the other employees like in a in a bunk bed kind of situation and like get fed like all the other employees do. And then this one day she spent the whole night with with her client. And then she goes back, like, she goes outside and all these people are panicking with radios, like, searching all over because they thought she, like, wound up drowning in the lake or something. And they're just super happy when they see her and that she's okay. And they make her talk on the radio and tell everybody that she's all right. And she's just, like, she's not even supposed to fucking be there. Like, she's just walking around with a plunger on her shoulder. (laughs) It's really funny, Is that
1: uh, Alex Borstein's character?
0: I don't know who that is. Is that a guy girl? oh, maybe I don't know who the actress is to tell the truth, but she's uh I don't want to describe her, but she's much like Karen I, I've <laughs> s- <laughs> her old boss Karen.
1: I've seen uh the trailer for season two, and they're talking about her going to the Catskills, like they're sitting down drinking coffee and it's like. What do you do, like what do you do for going to the cats? yeah yeah, that's her okay activities <sighs> <laughs> I think is what she says right yeah so you know how she got her start? I have no idea she was one of the main writers for family Guy
0: really yeah it's I, I could see it like she's very she's very crude and like edgy and stuff I don't know she's really fun like this show is just like well cast it's all the the regulars on the show are just a lot of fun they spend the first two episodes in paris and, like, they just find all kinds of fun in that as well. Like, at one point, she does a stand-up set in Paris, but she has to have an interpreter, like, <laughs> tell tell all of her jokes. And so she winds up, like, pulling the interpreter from the table, like, onto the stage. Because, like, she'll tell the joke, and then the lady will kind of translate it to the people on the stage. And the people on the stage, like, are at her table laugh, but nobody else in the club is. So she just pulls up that lady and makes her translate everything, which goes, great! Until she gets depressed and just fucking bombs at the end. (laughs) So then it's painful because you hear what she's saying in English. And you're like, oh, God, that's tragic and not funny. And then it gets translated. And then you see everybody, like, looking really uneasy, (laughs) like, around the club. But I really recommend that show. Definitely check it out. Like, the first two seasons, they just they fucking fly by. They're really fun. This show's pretty much for everybody. Like, honestly, I think everybody can enjoy that movie. There's boobs in the first episode, and then after that, it's like sex almost doesn't even exist uh, outside of talking about it on occasion. So, uh, let's see. So, we'll go from the Marvelous Ms. Maisel to Marvel. So, (laughs) Marvel dropped the, the Avengers Endgame trailer. Do you have any thoughts on that trailer?
1: the one thing that i had read like uh read some reviews and the thing that a lot of people were saying especially with the aquaman and shazam coming out is that dc and marvel has switched places as far as tone has gone
0: (laughs) yeah totally dude it is the most dour trailer and then everybody kept trying to talk about how funny Ant Man was at the end. And I'm like, really? Because it just seems like. Paul Rudd's just funny. Yeah, that, like that's he the didn't only say thing particularly funny that I thought of. I think it was just that he wasn't crying when <laughs> everybody else was <laughs> Like Captain America just looked like he was going to well up at any given moment. You know? Yeah,
1: I mean, it was a dark trailer.
0: Which what's crazy to me is like i understand that that's where they'd be but that's a weird fucking way to sell your movie <laughs> you know what i mean do you think it's as, as successful as infinity war
1: i think so
0: i don't think it will be i think it'll do well like i think it'll cross a billion i don't think it going hit like- the two What's that? Do you don't think it's going to hit the two? What did Infinity War wind up doing? Over two. I think it'll be like... Here's the thing. I think it'll do like 75% of Infinity War's business. Which is still a major fucking win. So don't get me wrong. But I just feel like it's so fucking... Like the end of Infinity War was so dour. And then this trailer looks so dour that unless they put out trailers that look happier or funny or whatever... I just, I don't know that they're going to be able to quite get to that same level. You know what I mean? Like, I think some people might wait it out for video, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm sure that they're going to come out with something where there's, like, jokes. Yeah. Like, you can't put out three dour trailers. I mean, we still got
1: some of the funniest guys there. I mean, we still got Rocket. Mm -hmm. He's still around. Um, Thor. Thor. Yeah, he's, dude, Thor looked like he was gonna cry too. He's like, it's funny because like just seeing some of the memes that have come out in the last week, like uh, the scene where Thor's just has that white background, he's just like rocking himself, like. And they, I've seen like thought bubbles saying like, "I should have went for the hit. I should have went for the hit. Yeah, I should have went for the head." For the head. Yeah. Yeah. For the
0: head. Especially because Thanos says that to him. What a dick. <laughs> he got in his head. Do you think he destroyed the Infinity Gauntlet when he snapped?
1: When it. And I haven't watched it since it was out in theater. But I thought it showed it be like. Because Thanos took a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And his armor. And I thought the gauntlet took some damage as well, but not destroyed.
0: So you would think if it's just well enough to work, he'd like wish another infinity gauntlet to be nicer. I don't know. <laughs> like, we'll just go that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Reel that back.
0: It's going to be interesting one way or the other though. I'm, I'm in, I'm in for every Marvel movie. So, um, got it. you know, what has been crazy when we first started, started
1: like this podcast and we've seen so many marvel movies come out and for the longest time at least for the first part of the marvel we're like waiting for the other shoe to drop for the shitty marvel movie to come out
0: yeah and
1: it never happened
0: no it's never come out they've done such a good job it's start i'm starting to feel like it's never gonna happen I know intellectually it's got to happen at some point. And there's always some like douche who's just like Doctor Strange was that movie or whatever but it's like shut up dude. You know, I even enjoyed Thor 2. Yeah. I I I enjoyed all of them. Like I have some that aren't my favorites, you know? Like I've definitely ranked them out somewhat in my head. There's not like a definitive ranking, but I kind of if you if you mention a Marvel movie, I know if they're in the lower, upper, or middle tier. Like yeah. I have three tiers basically, is what's happened. I think when it got to about thirteen or fourteen movies, this is like three tier system set up in my head, so I know which tier they're. on. I
1: go on. with the Thanos system. It's the top half or bottom half. <laughs> 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 Just
0: half. of... Half of them are still around and sad, and the other half just disappeared. (laughs) I it was interesting watching Iron Man like lost in space because it's like, oh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of people on that planet, right? Like, there was a what's her face, Gamora's sister.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting seeing like the ship that Tony was on, cause it kind of looked like an angel in the sky. Like I thought I saw, like I interpreted that imagery. Okay. So,
0: I mean, that's just me looking at it. So do we think Tony Stark's going to die in this? <sighs> no, Question. I'm going to say not that not floating in space like that. That's definitely not happening. Um, His contract's up after this movie. That's the thing, right?
1: A lot of contracts are up after this movie.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's going to die. And here's why. If they hadn't done that in the trailer, I'd be like, he's fucked. Like, he's going to die. His contract's up. But the fact that they're playing up that he's going to die... I don't believe he's going to die now. <laughs> God, it's. Which, like, what if Marvel is just like, that's what they want? That's the game they're playing now. Oh, oh, so you, you're you going to believe the opposite because you don't think he's going to die. Well, guess what? I took that into account. Like, <laughs> fuck. I hope that's not what they're doing with me. Or maybe I kind of do hope that's what they're doing. Like, there was one step ahead of me. That'd be nice. Yeah. To be surprised. But I feel crazy- like he's going to live now.
1: You know, it's just crazy like how much this stuff like invades other stuff. Like there are people petitioning NASA to save Tony Stark.
0: <laughs> Very stupid people. These are the people that like twenty years ago were calling five 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 phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Was Dave Chappelle say? Ha's Indiana Jones there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel bad for that person with 8675309. Yeah,
0: all those people. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least nobody listens to that song anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they do.
0: Yeah. So is so is somebody who uh just hasn't quite gotten that 80s out of them yet.
1: And there's all those classic rock stations. They're oh, still God. bumping
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one I've been hearing lately, but you know what song has never gone away? May never go away. Africa by Toto. That song's just here to stay, baby. It's not going anywhere. I think it peaked in
1: 2018
0: or 2019. Sure. We haven't hit 2019 yet. (laughs) You think it peaked in the future? Do you possess an infinity stone in that watch of yours right there? Tell me the truth. Don't Do you worry have about the it. Time stone. <laughs>
1: Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> Can you go back so that we didn't like fuck up on the Marvel trailer news? <laughs> if I could go back, Trump would be president. So. Yeah, fair enough. I thought maybe it was like a thing where you know
1: you only get a certain time amount of time before time con- becomes concrete, like the DC legend.
0: Oh, I was going to go more devious, where it was like he's playing into my hands as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the end game now. <laughs> That's right. Did you have anything more to say about the trailer? No. I... Okay. Uh, well, moving on from end game to Marvel Netflix. So, this little nugget just hit the news that made a bunch of fans immediately pissed off. Uh, Marvel Netflix characters cannot appear in another show or movie for two years after being canceled. That's in their contract with Netflix. So for at least two years, we're not going to get Daredevil. We're not going to get Luke Cage. We're not going to get Iron Fist for two years. I'm pretty ambivalent about this,
1: but. I'm not a huge Marvel Netflix guy. Yeah,
0: that's fine. I would have liked to have seen Daredevil and Luke Cage do something. I would have loved to see them seated in the movies or, like, I don't know. Yeah. Something. Something, dude. God. Like, you got characters there you can use. Like, use them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that means, like... That means no Kingpin for fucking two years. Yeah, and... And Vincent D'Onofrio was fucking killing it as Kingpin. That might be the biggest travesty of all of them. Cause yeah, you could throw him in like a Spider-Man movie or something. Ugh, it's so irritating. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for uh, the Punisher
0: because uh, so his shit Pun- hasn't
1: dropped yet.
0: The Punisher is not may not be under that deal. That's the one thing was uh, the Punisher was developed after the initial deal. So right now it's unknown whether that stipulation goes for the Punisher or not. But Jessica Jones may have it the worst because they're going to go for a third season of that show. And I think everybody knows the third season is going to be the last season.
1: Ugh. You know, and that that's probably like not great for that show just because... It's hard to, like, put your heart and soul into something if you know that's going to be the last season. Yeah, And you don't want it to be the last
0: season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it seems like they were really doing a good job world building with Jessica Jones and stuff. And just, uh they were setting up so many things. So now they got a lot to pay off in that third season. But maybe that third season will be exciting all throughout with no drags or anything. <laughs> That'd be nice, right? Anyway, so moving on from that, Doctor Strange 2 is in development with an eye towards the summer 2021 release. So it's going to have the same director as the first one most likely and they're trying to find a writer for it right now. But so It looks like we're going to get another Doctor Strange. Movie. Yeah, I did see So they... maybe a prequel because he's dust? Probably not.
1: <laughs> no. Um, I did see they did officially cast because, well, they got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and then a guy that plays Wong.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And if Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't going to be Doctor Strange, I feel like that would be a huge story. Yeah. Like, he's such a known quantity at this point. Not even just the Doctor Strange, it's Benedict Cumberbatch in general, That if he's not going to be in that role, that's something you hear about everywhere, you know? But... Yeah, so we get another Doctor Strange movie. I'm happy with that, dude. I like Doctor Strange. I know it was like a bit of a retread of Iron Man, but like this is the one, dude. This is the one where they get to go crazy, not bog themselves down with an origin story. Yeah, it'd be
1: really interesting to see where they go with that because they can do anything
0: with this storyline. And I think... I think what people found was in Infinity War, he was a great character. Like, even people that weren't a fan of the Doctor Strange movie or didn't go to it seemed to enjoy him in Infinity War. And so now with this one, like, you can have him cross over with another character or two if, if that interplay works well. But more than anything, you just don't have to tie him down to, like, tell that story. Like, you get to tell the story you want to tell, you know? Yeah, and
1: I mean you can get as weird as weird with it as you want to like and you can get really weird with Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get real weird. With <laughs> <it>. <laughs> like you could be in the bedroom and just like he'll like have his like ghost thing floating out and then like hold the shock thing to like go through your nipple. Like you can get real weird with <laughs> real it. Real weird with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking in the multi-dimensions.
1: <laughs> Dude, Just i almost... think thinking what all those hands can do.
0: <laughs> I almost blew the mic. Yeah, we're already having technical problems tonight. <sighs> uh, uh let's see, what else? Aquaman two is in development. So the, we got...
1: they're really riding on this like it's funny because I've like not heard great reviews on Aquaman.
0: That's interesting. I heard somebody say that there's been good reviews, but I haven't read any reviews <laughs> whatsoever. I don't want to go in with any reviews in my head because I just want to try and enjoy it. I don't know. You know i I haven't really. I haven't read
1: any reviews. I've I've just seen articles saying like just listing bad reviews on it, but I'm going to give it a fun go. And uh, I last week I watched uh, Jason Momoa on SNL, and he was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. I haven't watched it yet, but... uh, Yeah, that's a good sign that they're already looking at uh, Aquaman 2, though, like right now. That means the studio has faith in it if they're starting to develop it, so... That's good because this holiday season, dude, it's so fucking packed with shit. Like, there's just so much stuff being released the next month, including like Into the Spider Verse came out today, like as we're recording this.
1: Yeah, yes, it'll uh, be. Yesterday. Once upon oh. a Deadpool came out on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I don't. Oh, did it? It was playing oh, here on the, Tuesday. I didn't see it in the theater. It, it was scheduled for the 14th. That's crazy. 13. Um, and today the. What day is today? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) My watch is like halfway between
1: 14 and something else.
0: Let's see here. It's the 13th. Yeah, so I read it. It was the 14th. I'm pretty sure. But
1: yeah, Yeah. or it came out on the 12th, but they were doing the early previews on the 11th. So it came out on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to... I'll definitely have a review of End of the Spider-Verse next week. So... And I'm probably going to watch uh
1: Once Upon a Deadpool this weekend, so I will probably
0: have a review of that as well. We'll have to see how it goes. But yeah, I think so, because I only saw Deadpool two once. So I wanna see all the Princess Bride shit. You know what I mean? I heard it equals up to about twenty minutes, but yeah. God, I've seen Deadpool two
1: like four times now. <laughs> I believe you. (laughs) Only once in the theater. Yeah. It wasn't like Deadpool 1 where I saw it four times in the theater.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, Let's move on to Elseworlds because we've been waiting a while and we both watched all three parts to talk about this. So CW had their three-part crossover event. Um, I sat right where we were recording and while I was waiting for my computer to be purged of all viruses, I sat, I was like, you know, this is a good opportunity to watch these. And I was thinking there would only be two up. And it turned out there was three up. So I was like, yay. So I sat down and watched it with my stepson and my daughter. Uh, they both managed to get through the whole thing with me. My wife faded in halfway through and then faded out like, man, she was technically still here but her eyes were glued to the phone and she was not paying attention for like the last 30 minutes so um i enjoyed it i thought if i'm being honest i feel like there was like 10 minutes in each one that could have been trimmed yeah like i think unfortunately it would have been better as like a two-parter like a really stuffed two-parter but i know that's not what they're going for Um, I thought that the Flash changing bodies with Green Arrow was fun. It was fun. But it fucking irritated me that nobody believed them at the beginning because I'm like, how much crazy shit happens every fucking episode and then you guys are like, oh, but I can't believe this. Like, you fucking just had a season in The Flash where, like, this dude was taking over people's bodies. Right? That's true. Like... That was last season, wasn't it? You yeah. fucking went through this for an entire year and you don't believe this could happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? That that was one thing. That was one. There was two things that really bothered me. That was one. The other one occasionally bothers me in Flash, but it's very egregious in this episode, which is like something happens and then whoever's got the speed force is like, huh? Oh, well, now they're gone. It's like, dude, you're the motherfucking Flash. Yeah, the guy runs the guy runs into another room and he's the fucking flash and and he does like ah I shouldn't have followed. Oh, he's gone
1: now. Dude, you run so you you could you could check every room in whatever fucking building you're in in under ten seconds. You can find that fuck. Yeah, that and but that is and I will like give them uh, just a touch of credit because Oliver is does that so often, he won't fucking pursue anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if it wasn't for the fact that I see the flash do it all the time, <laughs> uh, the flash does it too. But like,
1: I the arrow is so much worse at that, like. <laughs> Oh, he's on the other side of the boat. Eh, he's gone now. <laughs> There's nothing
0: we can do. <laughs> I'll get wet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that but really... But he doesn't f- even have any oars. He's just drifting out. Yeah, I'm not a great swimmer. I'm <laughs> just not a great swimmer. It's like, dude, you know
1: where that fucker is. Like, dude, you watched him walk out the one
0: door in the room. <laughs> And you're the Flash. Oh, it's so irritating. And I'm not, look, this is like a show problem in general. But it just, it, that drove me crazy. But not as much as like the Duvas was a body changing villain for an entire year that you knew about. Including your friend who got his body fucking snatched by him. And you don't believe when they trade bodies. Oh. So fucking irritating. And then they lock him up. Why? Why would they lock him up? Like, they just told you this. They're not keeping secrets. It was just like, there was certain parts of that plot that just didn't make any sense. Yeah.
1: The other the other thing that did bug me, and it's written in the fucking Arrow's DNA, is <laughs> it's it, is him keeping secrets even though it doesn't fucking need to be there. Mm -hmm. And it just aggravates the fucking shit out of me. Like, that is one of my biggest complaints with Arrow. It's like, oh, we're keeping secrets just to build drama on the TV show we're on. All
0: right, let's, let's skip ahead here for a second. Let's just get to the end. Spoilers. So... Basically, they set this up for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and in that comic, Supergirl and the Flash die, okay? Now, they set this up beforehand where the future's written, and Arrow is talking to him and basically saying, like, you can't kill, or you can't let Flash or Supergirl die, because they inspire people, and there's been allusions to this. I don't know what it is in Supergirl, but I heard, I read something about it, like something about Superman seeing a vision of her dying or something. Um, on top of that, the Flash, the newspaper thing. This is what they're talking about. Like this is why he disappears suddenly, right? It's Crisis on Infinite Earths is what they're getting at. So the theory, and I think. The way they lay it out, you're supposed to think this is like that arrow will will be sacrificed instead, right? Like that's kind of the conclusion you can draw. Yeah, because this is all set up for an event, their event that they're going to do next year. Clearly, um, so if Arrow dies, do you think that's their way of being like, yeah, we're done with the show Arrow, so we're going to give him like this super big send off. Do you think maybe that's what they're gonna do?
1: God, I hope
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might be happy at that. <laughs> I thought you might really like that. God, I because you keep torturing yourself for back I to haven't Arrow. though.
1: I after or cri- er, crisis on Earth X, I haven't. I watched two episodes of Arrow. Past that, and, good job. And I was like, I'm fucking done with this show.
0: Like, I'm gonna go further than like it, Arrow. It, I kind of like Oliver Queen the way he interacts with everybody else. I do not like his supporting cast even a little. I and I've tried. You know,
1: okay, I just
0: don't like them.
1: Um, and you haven't been on the ride. Daigle, I fucking. <laughs> no, love. I haven't been on the ride. Which one's Daigle? The Black A. Okay. Um, Felicity, it's she's awful. She is awful. It's 50/50 on Arrow. Like the romantic stuff with Oliver is fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. It's fucking garbage. Beyond that, she's a great character. Okay. Um That's it. Really. <laughs> the they got the other nerdy guy on Arrow and he's boring and they what was it? It was last season or the season before they got a bunch of new recruits and they're all garbage. They're what,
0: all garbage. What do you think of Batwoman? We didn't spend a lot of time uh, with her, did we?
1: You know, it's funny because they name drop Batman like 12 times in yeah. the second one. They never name drop Batwoman.
0: Nope. And I kept, my kids were getting irritated with me because I kept correcting them and saying Batwoman because they kept saying Batgirl. Yeah, my wife was the same way. Yeah, one of them shot me a look. And I was like, look, I'm not doing it to be a jerk, but they're entirely different characters. I swear to you that they're very different characters. And, uh, yeah. Like, one of them, God, I had to have this conversation with my daughter because she was like, because I mentioned that she's lesbian. And she's like, what is it with these shows? There's so many lesbians and gay people. And I was like, there's really not. And so she listed like four characters. I'm like, okay, how many straight people are there? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point, kiddo. Like, they're probably like 20 to 1 for like straight people to, to gay people, you know? Um, it's like a 20 to 1 ratio, but everything's so fucked up that you're like, and I didn't say fucked up to her, but that you just think like, Oh, that's a lot of gay people. But in real life, I know more gay people than that as a ratio of people that I know in my life. Like people that are out anyway, I'd say it's closer to like five to one probably for like people that are out of the closet. Um, For people that I personally know, it's, like, probably, like, five straight people to one gay person. And when you watch it on TV, it's considered a lot if it's 20 to 1. You know what I mean? So, it's and usually when you have, like, two gay characters, they're with each other. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh well, we need a significant other for the other one, so we're just gonna like they can't even have their own separate lives or anything. Because then you got to introduce more gay characters, and that's a problem.
1: What do we got in the Berlanti verse?
0: Okay, so so uh, let's Lance. just let's just do the the giant LBGTQ, whatever. Um, we've got Batwoman now. We've got Sarah, like the from DC Legends, yeah. We've got her girlfriend, <laughs>
1: the one that works for the Time the, the Time Bureau. Bureau. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, we've got
1: um, on
0: Arrow the
1: the other tech guy that hangs out with Felicity is gay.
0: Okay, we've got the Captain Cold from the alternate universe. Yeah, he's gay. So that's like what five. And uh, Supergirl's sister. Oh yeah, Alex. That's right. So six. So we've got six, six gay characters out of six shows for the Birdland universe, right?
1: So you got Arrow slash Supergirl,
0: DC Legends, uh, Black Lightning, um, and Batwoman. Which is coming. So, yeah. So far, we got like six characters. I think there's one more I'm missing. I I think Black Lightning, I don't remember her name. But one of his daughters, I think, is also lesbian. So, seven characters in six shows. Total. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Alex had that one fiancé. Eight characters total. But she's written out of the show... Yeah, totally. But I'm just talking historically. But you're right; she's written out of the show, so let's go with that. So, <laughs> so seven characters total. That's not very many for six shows that have how many fucking characters? Like twenty apiece. Yeah, like so we're looking twenty to one ratio, really. Yeah, it's that's kind of my point. I'm not trying to like hit this with a hammer because I mean it was a nine year old saying this. but I do feel like there's a lot of adults who look at stuff this way too it's like when you really boil it down it's not a lot it's just like they're only doing a quarter of like a realistic expectation it seems like a lot to some people because a quarter or even half
1: like yeah it's still way underrepresented yeah anyway but that being said I fucking love the else words um, I like the second one the best. It was so actually the, the arrow City. episode. Yeah, just because of all the little Easter eggs you saw, there were a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, um, looking at the name tags as she's walking down the hallway. I saw
0: Oswald Cobblepot, and then a lot of names I didn't know.
1: Uh, I didn't see that one. I did see
0: uh, Edward Nigma. Oh, yeah, that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. The Oswald Cobblepot, they showed at least twice because they showed it. It was the first cell door they showed. And then when, like, Oliver Queen Flash was, like, putting all the people in the cells, it was, like, the first door to slam shut. So, yeah. Um, so I thought that was. I don't was- know why Oswald Cobblepot would be in Arkham, though. That's a mistake. They're trying to, like, name drop it, but he's not. Criminally insane, so there's no reason for him to be in Arkham Asylum. I'm just saying. Just, saying. I just
1: saying they're name dropping. Yeah. Um,
0: they introduced Psycho Pirate, <laughs> that character everyone was clamoring for. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those things where we were watching it, and uh, Christian was like, "Who's that?" Because we're looking. Oh, I was at saying, "Who's mask. that?" Yeah, and I was like. I don't know. Let me find out. And so I spent like ten minutes trying to like look through articles until somebody told me who it was, <laughs> right? And I've even read the Inf- the Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I just forgot. And
1: I mean, I went through all of his Wikipedia page, and I'm like, I I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> you like, know
0: old PP Psycho Pirate, Psycho
1: Pete. Psycho killer. <laughs> kiss, kiss. Oh wait, that's different.
0: Run run
1: run 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 away, away. Oliver
0: queen I, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um okay so here's a ho- homework assignment I'm gonna give to everybody at home. Go read Crisis on Infinite Earths and then come back to us. Yeah. And then we'll Do I gotta do that? Yeah, you too. And we'll just and I'll reread it just to remind myself because I haven't read it for a long time. Do you got and, a copy of that? Nope. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> do you want me to download you a copy? <laughs> <coughs> Like DC, Make sure it's Crisis on Infinite Earths, though, because there's a lot of Crisis stories. Is that part of the
1: New 52? No. (laughs) See, because
0: I was reading through the Wikipedia page, and they... There's a lot of Crisis stories in DC. So, you know how Marvel has their big events, but they feel free to call it different things? Except for Civil War Part 2, which was an unoriginal name, let's be honest. Uh, DC is just like every time they have a big event, they're like Crisis on, and then they'd like fill in the blank. It's like Mad Earth libs from there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, and that's that's a total nod to to the stuff that I don't think that was an actual story, but like that's a nod to the comic books because they always have the the Crisis stories. The Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you're really to break it down it was DC deciding there are too many earths because what they did was like all throughout all these decades, they would like have these runs of comics that didn't fucking match each other. Cause the author would just go off and whatever. Cause they were like, it's kid books who cares, you know? Um, and then eventually people started to care. And so they were like, Oh God, how are we going to do this? So they invented like earth one, earth two, earth three, earth four. They invented the the multiverse just to explain why there was these different backstories for all these different characters, okay? Crisis on Infinite Earths was like, we're going to take it all and we're going to do away with it and just smash it into one story so it's all easy for everybody to follow. So they basically eliminated the multiverse, okay? So that's what Crisis on Infinite Earths is. They just fucking crush it down to one reality. Now, you've seen how Flash has gone so crazy with the multiverse and stuff, right? right? That's also because since Crisis on Infinite Earths, people decided, you know, I really liked all the all the multiverse stories. So then they fucking brought it all back in a different Crisis story. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, so. One thing I got to ask is I have watched two episodes of all of the new seasons, Mm -hmm. both being Flash.
0: I've watched most of Flash, but not all of them.
1: Okay, because the question I have is on Flash. Okay. What's uh, Tom Cavanaugh's character this season?
0: So, interestingly enough, um, that was one of the ones I missed was when they introduced him. Because... It's on C- the CW app, like the last five episodes. Somehow, like we got started late and we somehow, it just timed out perfectly where we missed that one. Damn it. Um, so I don't know how the fuck Cause we end up happened, with but French. I know, wells. I think he says he's like from Earth 18 and he's hired by them to help them figure out the big bad in this new season. But that's all I know. Like, I missed his introduction, but, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Tom Cavanaugh every year. <laughs> and he's one of the best parts of the show. And always, dude. They just find a new way to, like, introduce him. I want to see the Council of Wells again. <laughs> I love the Council of Wells, <laughs> It's pretty dude. great. Especially when they have the robot and, like, the Hugh Hefner Wells. And all. <laughs> I like the
1: lesser Wells. Like, yeah. The one that's kind of an idiot.
0: The ones that the other wells don't like and try and distance themselves from.
1: And you got like the uh, Andy Warhol wells. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is probably a good place to quit, right? So next week we'll have a review of Once Upon a Deadpool and uh, End of the Spider-Verse. That's happening for sure. So uh, take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Not Safer Network. Check out one of our many other shows, Charles Orr Horror Show, Geek Lantern's Light, Movies with Wrestlers, Real Roulette, The Alien Movie Project, Montucky Skies, and We Had a Good Life.